everyone. How are you all doing? This is Anne from Teachers Den. I know it's been a minute, but it's okay. I just have a quick message to share. I apologize for staying away. I always have to. I'm not a social media person. I don't do this because there's something to gain. I just do it when the Lord gives me a message to share to everybody. So, I'm here today to talk about something that the Lord just quickly dropped in my heart and told me to post it as a podcast. So here it is. It's, um, I think there's this word that we hear all the time and it's kind of confusing. People don't really know what it means. And it's um, the word free spirit, free spirit. What does it really mean to have a free spirit? I'm going to read two Bible verses, two Bible verses. So if you hear any sound, that's me opening my Bible. I'll be reading first from Psalm 51. So the Lord tells us in Psalm 51, well, King David actually is the one who's sharing with us his, um, sharing with us his prayer for mercy from God for offending God. And then he said something very outstanding in Psalm 51. And here's what he says. He says, Psalm 51, verse 18, verse 12, he says, Restore to me the joy of my salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then he added something else again in verse 16. He said, For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in bond offering. Then verse 17 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. A broken spirit and a contrite heart. You see, the truth of the matter is that most of us, as we walk and move around today, We do not know that the cause of the problems that most of us encounter is, well, originates from a broken spirit. And the thing is, if you do not take that broken spirit to the only one who can fix it, it will turn your life into a mess. So you'll be looking for all kinds of things to make you feel better, make you feel happy, but you will find no solution. I like to tell people, the more I get close to God, the more I study the word, the more I pray, I realize that God was very intentional about creating us men. You will see it all over the internet. I see it most of the time, so maybe pardon me if you haven't. So I'm just going to share it briefly. You see sometimes on the internet where you hear people say, "God, when God wanted to make fish, he spoke to the water, so fish is remaining in the water. When God wanted to talk to snakes and all the other animals, he spoke to the land. But when God wanted to make man, he spoke to himself. Now, it's an irony that the fish knows very well that he cannot do without water. The lion, the snakes, and all of them know that for them to be able to survive, they need to remain on land. They haven't one day tried to say, okay, I think I can survive in the water. Let me just go try it. No, they've never done that. But we humans are the ones who have neglected our source. And as much as we try to neglect that, we do not understand that for you to grow or enjoy life or to be able to endure life, 
You have to start from your spirit. You have to start from your spirit. Now, I'm going to read for you the second Bible verse. We've read the first one, Psalm 51, talking about a broken spirit, which every human being, we have. Without Jesus, that's why we're always looking for some kind of religion to help us. You are always looking for something to connect, to get your spirit connected to. And while you're doing that, some of us end up following religions that are not good for your spirit. Because believe me, there are different kinds of spirits. There's a reason why God says that you should serve only him. And that's because he's aware of the earth that he created. He's aware of what he created in the heavens and on the earth. So there are spirits constantly lurking around. The Bible calls God the father of spirits and the spirit of spirits. So if he is the father of spirits and he is inviting you as a human to choose him because you are created in his own image, if he tells you to choose him, it means that the only freedom you can get to experience in life is when your spirit is connected to his. When your spirit is connected to his, there's really nothing you can do. So this idea of someone who is described as a free-spirited person is someone who is a jolly good fellow, someone who worships any and everything, somebody who is always happy, I assure you is a lie from the pit of hell. So I need you to change your idea of what a free-spirited person is. Believe me, even Christians do not like to be described as free-spirited. But the truth of the matter is, there is no one who has a free spirit like the one who has given their spirit to God, to Jesus Christ, to Jesus Christ. You need to study your Bible properly to understand what this means. So forget about the idols that you have in your closets. Forget about the idols that you have served and you are serving openly. Time will eventually tell that you are on the wrong path. Do you know what kind of destruction awaits you? That you kind of think you are on the right path right now on the earth and then you die and the same one you said is not God, is the very first person you see as you die, but then he has to turn his back because you're not his own. And yet while you lived on the face of the earth, everybody described you as a free-spirited fellow simply because you were kind of a jolly good fellow. Everybody's fighting a battle, but choose your battles wisely. The second Bible verse is from 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Chapter 3, and I'll be reading from verse 17. It says, Now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. In other words, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is 
Liberty. There is no liberty anywhere else. Another word for liberty is freedom. So for your spirit to be free with no burdens attached. Because this spirit will then tell you. If you allow this spirit to be at work in your life. He will tell you exactly what Jesus said. Stop carrying your burdens and put them at the feet of Jesus. Put them at the feet of Jesus and then he will take over. He will take care of you. The more I grow, I realize that sometimes I think God's children don't pray because they don't think God is really going to answer. And two, they don't pray because they don't know what his answer is going to be. But the truth of the matter is the Lord has already said, read your Bible. He said that if you ask anything according to my will, I will give it to you. So most of you already know you're not going to get answers because number one, it is not the Lord's will. And let me just put this out there. I know it it might be unrelated, but let me just put it out there. We really need to grow past the, the stage of being transactional in our prayer life and our relationship with Jesus. Oh, Jesus, if you just answer me this, I will do this. If you just answer me this, I will do this. You have to be sure that while you're doing that, that transaction is exactly what the Lord wants. Because like Hannah, she came to God and she said, if you give me a son, I will give him back to you. That is is God's will because God wants his children to be given back to him. And in those days, a prophet was really needed because God also knew the end of Eli and his sons. So God really needed the prophet. So make sure that your transactional relationship with God is exactly what God wants. Better still, let God do the transaction. Let God make you that promise, just like he did with Abraham. Abraham didn't come to God with a transaction. God did. So just just thought to put it out there. Let's go back to being free-spirited. In other words, the only people who are genuinely free are those who have the Spirit of the Lord in them. Because then you'll be able to do the things that Jesus says. When Jesus was going to leave the earth, he said, I will give you my Spirit said the Father will send to you his spirit. There we go. The Father and the Son are one. So if Jesus tells you, let's read it from John chapter uh, 14. John chapter 14. So this is what he says. He said, John 14 verse, starting from 25, even though 26 would have been better. But he said, these things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Then, I will just quickly read this. John 14, verse 13. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So if you're asking anything in the name of Jesus, 
in the name of our Lord, it should be his will and he will do it. And remember Matthew 6, everything you need, the Lord is taking care. He may not be taking care of it in the magnitude. I say magnitude because sometimes we just need a hundred dollars to get by, but we're desiring a thousand, two thousand, five thousand dollars. And then when God gives you a hundred dollars, you don't appreciate it. Oh Lord, it would have been better if I got a thousand, but oh well. And he's watching. Some of us, that's the reason why we've not been able to grow. But I just want to encourage us today to let us know. A free-spirited person is not a jolly good fellow without Jesus. Is not someone who practices every and any kind of religion. Is not someone who is always excited for no reason. No, that's a lie from the pit of hell. That person has a lot of burden that he or she is carrying but just trying to, how would I put it? Put up a happy face because God was intentional with creating us. He created you humans in such a way that you will not be able to survive without him. Just as the fish cannot survive without water, just like the goats, the lions, the lambs, and everything cannot survive without the grass, without other animals, without air on land, so also man cannot truly thrive without Jesus, without God, while on earth. So you won't be able to survive with him without him on earth, and you won't be able to go to his abode when you die, when it's time to experience eternal life. Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you do that to yourself? So I encourage you, seriously, in the name of our Lord Jesus, to please accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and let him do his work inside of you. And don't be carried away with the silly doctrines that we have here and there. Every day the things that I see are a confirmation that the false prophets, the Antichrist spirit, are out there. They are out there. They are just making room for the beast to be exposed, for the beast to come to light and to power. Stay with God. Stay with the Holy Spirit who will teach you all things. Every human has that broken spirit. You have to give it to the only one who can fix it. Because a broken spirit is just going to frustrate you and frustrate every other aspect of your life if you do not give it to the only one who can fix it. All right, that's it for today. I pray that the Lord will teach you how to go about this business of His and how you can grow into becoming a better person for Jesus, not for the world, but for Jesus. I'm going to give you these last words before I go. True joy, true peace can only come from the Holy Spirit. So I'll tell you this. It's a continuation of John chapter 14, and it's from verse 27. It's my favorite Bible verse. He says, peace I leave with you. 
my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. So let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Jesus has got your back. I wish you knew how much. You are completely covered. You know, just like insurance. Jesus is the highest insurance you can ever have. The only sacrifice that you have to make is make sure you don't please Satan in any part of your life, any area of your life, whatever your decision making. The role of Jesus Christ is to make sure that you do not satisfy the kingdom of darkness. That's the only limitation that you have. Only that. So satisfying your flesh is satisfying Satan. So Jesus will always, the Holy Spirit, will always guide you into making decisions that will not please your flesh and the enemy. Please remember that. John 4.23 says that for us to be able to genuinely serve God, I'm going to read it for you so that I don't say it in my own words. John 4, 23. He says this. My last words. I apologize. Just my last words. He said, but the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. 24 says God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. A free-spirited person is a child of God who has received the Holy Spirit inside of him and has received freedom in his spirit. Thank you for listening. Stay blessed, be blessed, and live a blessed life. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Anne from Teacher's Den. Bye-bye.